Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Show you the one no dessert? Not for me. I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. Brought to you by Xten. Xten Technologies, online first, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. It's time to make those home dreams come true with Xten Technologies. I, uh, I heard your interview... I was, I was, I told people, I was like, I'm going to the bowl. I was on the bowl. I'm not going to lie to anybody about that. Uh, I, I was in the bathroom. I heard your interview. There was a couple lines I thought that were <laughs> just outstanding. I heard your interview with Jake Paul. One of the things, we, I got to get this off my chest here. So I do. I think it's a carnival. I think he's a carnival and I think it's a sideshow and all those things. I think that way because I think that way. I think that way because I believe that it's a sideshow and it's carnival. And I was surprised, like, when we did come in hot, I thought we are like, oh, man, we're going to have to dump some things to be said about this guy. We had a lot of defenders. That surprised me. And coming in hot, and it was, Ken, you're jealous of his money. I can't make this any more clear. Mm-hmm. My relationship with a former football coach in the NFL – help change my perspective about this. I don't care about money. I do not care. I care about my money. I care about my family. I do not care how much money a person. It it does not affect my respect for them. It just doesn't. I know people who have to live on assistance, and I respect them way more than certain people that I know who to be millionaires. I don't care about the amount of money or the amount of internet hits. I don't care. If I think something's stupid, I think it's stupid. You're telling me there are other radio show hosts that you know of who have climbed up the ladder somehow, some way, be it by accident, be it by nepotism. Okay. You're telling me. It's not about respecting those people. You're telling me there's not an inherent jealousy. No. Because – 
honestly, especially when it comes to radio, I, I have to work on my own I, thing. I, you're right. You're it's right. My in, deal, in not a, theirs. In a perfect world, but I think if I were to ask everybody, everybody says that. It's, it's as if as if we don't have jealousy. Jealousy is a real thing. Uh, in, and this is why people are so mad all the time, whether it's politics or anything. I'm jealous they're getting something, but I'm not getting it. Well, that's what drives the anger in society. Jealousy, jealousy is a motivating factor. So you're right. Because if somebody else gets something and I want that, I'm not mad at them. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at myself and I want to attain that. But you know what? For a split second, I am mad at them for that. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why I didn't get it. So you're right. There, there has to be at least an initial thought of jealousy. But like when I when we got the call from we got the call from, who was the person was it John and Westlake or something when they said Ken's jealous of Jake Paul because he's he's made millions of dollars and he could roll Ken Carmen around in a dirt like a dirt in the, he could roll him around in the dirt like a ball. Those things are true. Jake Paul has made tons of money, and he could if he came in here he yeah he he'd knock my ass out that's fine. It doesn't mean I'm gonna respect him when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean any of that. It does not yeah, mean that. I would agree you can, with you. you can, he, I could wake up, and he could beat me up again. I won't respect it. It's sure. that simple. Sure. I I think respect is a totally different element. I'm with you on that. I mean, there. I, I just have to turn it into what we do, and there are guys and girls that have forged ahead. If we're playing this stupid game of scoreboard, which took a long time. Took a long time to appreciate what you have and not worry about what other people's have, what other people have. But it was a long time. I mean, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there at 27, 28 years old in Syracuse, watching people leapfrog me that I think I'm better than, that I've had other people tell me I'm better than. Am mm-hmm. I really? Well, maybe not because those people got to where they got to. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting there. At no point did I respect them. But man, was I jealous. And it does. It breeds resentment, and then you worry about the wrong stuff. And I think that's. That's the hard part, and I think comes with maturity. I think as you get older, Kenny, you got three kids. You got a wife. Yeah. You got a house out there in the borough. Things have gone well. You just did sidelines, right, this week. You just did sidelines for the team that you yeah. grew up rooting for and loving. It is, it is almost a miracle. Yeah. It really is a miracle. And it takes all of that stuff to stop worrying about everybody else. And I've had to do the same thing. And I'm not saying we're exactly the same, but – I have been so bothered by people that I thought just jumped right ahead of me for the wrong reasons. And so this is this is where the Jake Paul thing, I think, resonates with people is that, wait a second, where's the genius? What did he do? He made Vine videos. That's where it started. He made six-second Vine. How creative could you be? And then is you that found really out started? some people were really creative doing Vine well, videos. I kind of like Vine. So, I miss that Some platform. people were unbelievably brilliant. Remember Jim Norton is Chip Chipperson yes. doing Vine? Oh, yeah. Do you Why do they call it Vine? Will Sasso. On Mad TV, makes me laugh. I go back and look at him for time to time. They make me laugh so much. Uh, what he did with lemons. It was the stupidest thing in the world. And I think what happens is it's not respect. I don't think anybody respects. Most people don't respect what they did. Maybe other YouTubers respect them because they're like, oh, man, they, they, they capitalized. But the jealousy thing is, wait a second, he's only 24 years old. Why, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I think of that? You know, I always thought I was creative. Why didn't I think of something like that? Why didn't I take advantage? You know how many comedians are better, funnier, even more engaging than Joe Rogan? Do you know the jealousy in that world? 
as opposed oh, to God, what people yeah. should have done, which yeah, is start your right. own podcast. You're right. Start your own. I mean, I, okay, but I, I'm telling you this. It's just there's just certain things where I just know I'm never going to be on the same wa- same wavelength as a person. And maybe I should maybe I should have participated in the interview with you. Maybe that was a miss by me. Um, what would you have like, done? What would you? How would you have approached? But it? that's what I thought. I, I obviously I let's take people behind the curtain. All right. The whole point was, if I have a real interview with Jake Paul, all the people that say they're not going to listen would not have, and then all the people who were listening would be like, "This is no fun. This is stupid." Yeah, you had to do what you did. This is stupid. You had to have fun with it. If you were serious about it and just did it, it would have ended in five minutes because. And then we would have had no feedback. Been like, all right, because there's when, Jake Paul. Like you, when I listened to it, and I heard what you said about Stepe. He knows. He know. That's why you know. I, I'm like, yeah. This is a setup thing, and <laughs> one of these days, someone's gonna knock his yeah. ass out. Could be. Could, could be this. And weekend. and it's gonna be like because somebody's gonna go. Someone's gonna like. I'm sure there's some sort of an agreement going. Hey, we don't do this. We don't do that. And you're gonna get this if you agree to all these things. Yeah, these guys it's, are making their biggest paydays fighting exactly. him now. Ben Askren exactly. made more money in that fight, and yet, did it look suspicious? How can I argue? How can I argue that it didn't look suspicious? Exactly. And yet but, I'm yelling at you on the air. But people, because people on it. the other side want to see it. And one of these days, someone is going to get in there and go, the hell with it. And they're going to knock him out. And you, I'm, I'm going to feel if I hate the guy, I'm going to miss it. But the problem is, I don't hate him. I don't. There's just some guys who you know from the get-go, you're just not on the same, same, same wavelength with them. I'll take you behind the curtain even more. So, so let's go back. Let's go back just a couple days. Yesterday, I made up an excuse to get out of this interview. I made up an excuse. <laughs> I did not want to do it. I didn't want to be attached to it. I just was like, because I thought the only thing to get this to to go where it needs to go, you had to do what Lima did, and that's what Lima did, and that's why it was a listenable, decent thing, and I, you had fun with it. I don't know if I could have had fun. I don't know why. I don't know if I could have had fun and, and been that way. And part of it is because I go back to – and, like, Andy asked me, he's like, why do you have such a problem there? Like, you've interviewed people who've done some repugnant things in the past, and I've always said, like, I don't interview anybody. I don't care. If Bill Clinton came walking yeah. in here, if Donald Trump came walking in here, if, you, if you're big on politics, if you're big on entertainment, if Bobby Brown came walking in here, I don't care. I did John Rocker when I was yeah. – uh, when I was with – but, Kylie back in the day. But there's just somewhere I, I can't ever get on the same – there's no understanding at all mm. because I, I kept thinking about – I was at a charity softball game like three years ago, and they were there. And somebody was like, hey, do you want to go down and, and talk to these guys and, and get a picture and everything? I'm like, no, not <laughs> at all. I'm telling you, like, like they were like, what? I'm like, I'm not going to say who asked. I'm not going to say – or I'm not going to say who offered. I'm not going to say it. They're like, well, they're they're big YouTube stars. They're from here. And I go, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I don't want to be a part of that at all. I don't want to be a part of that. And I, and then I start to think, am I taking myself a little too seriously here? I mean, I've always said, am I? I'm not a journalist. I really am not. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm a clown for people's amusement. I know what I am. And some of the stuff I like to say is taken seriously, or some of the stuff might be imparting some wisdom. But other than that, I don't know how serious so much – I get long emails. I'm like, hey, buddy, it's a gag. got to listen for longer than five minutes. Right. But, that happens all the time. But I'm, I'm also like, eh, and I'm just going, am I taking myself too seriously? I'm not going to be a part of this interview with this guy in this fight that's probably going to be a dive, and he's a YouTube guy. I don't 
Like, who, wh- when did I become Edward R. Murrow all of a sudden? So there is a little bit of personal confliction going, hey, you can't do this all the time, and if you're going to use this this one, did you really want to use it on Jake Paul? Did you really want to use it on this guy who's just a YouTube guy and none of, nothing of what he does is serious? Nothing of what he does is serious. I don't know if I want to do that, so it's probably going to come back to bite me in the ass. All right, a couple things. Do we Do we think there will be some crazy headline out of this event? Do you remember – the event versus Ben Askren. I watched it over my buddy's place. I mean, he had a watch party. We don't care about Jake Paul, but we care about the spectacle. We care about will something happen. Remember, Justin Bieber can, was on the card as a yeah. performer, and he performed some songs, and it was a total disaster. But he, was, you know, he did some of his songs and then walked off the stage, and they're like, oh, we need you to do more. Uh, is there something that's going to happen? This weekend that people will be talking about on Monday that will make pardon the interruption. In this? Yeah. He's know. been pretty good at this. If he wins this quote-unquote fight and then just goes, Miles Garrett, I'm coming for that ass or something like Dana that. Dana White. Maybe. Dana White. I don't he, He's got to cut a promo. Yeah. And I got to tell you, he ain't that good at cutting a promo. Like, was it him or his brother when they did the video? I did see the video, and I laughed. The uh, the Conor McGregor one, mm-hmm. where he starts out, and he's, like, sitting by a car, and he's smoking a cigar and drinking a drink. I know exactly what you Was that about. him, or was it his brother? I, I, I get him mixed up. Okay. That's that's another part of it. I don't know which one's which. It's like Homer. Speaking of clowns, it's like Homer Simpson and Krusty when they were in front of the mob, and he did a, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I don't know which one's it. I think which. Logan's the bigger one. I, I don't know which one's the, which size. I don't pay that close of attention to him. He's got to cut a promo. So if you're done, like this is, roll your eyes, this is old wrestling stuff. Like you got to go in there and make it interesting for the next one. Like when I saw, when I saw Stipe lose to Daniel Cormier and Brock Lesnar jumped right in that, I go, this is, yep. this is what it's supposed to be. Because now you want to see the next one. You want to see these two. This is what it's supposed to be. And then, you you know, Brock can't get off the gas and all the other stuff. But it's it's good promo. You have to know what you, you're going to win this fight because that's what's going to happen. And you need to get on that microphone. And you better cut something that is sizzling. And, like, whoever it might be. So if you're Jake Paul, I'll do it without cussing. You win the fight, they get you on the they get you on the thing and go, I'm sick and damn tired of people not taking me seriously. I kicked this guy's ass right in this ring, right in the middle of Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, right in the middle of my hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm sick and damn tired. So I'll meet him anywhere. I'll meet him in Chicago. I'll meet him in New York. I'll meet him in L.A. I'll meet him on this island that he somehow bought some way somehow. And I'm going to kick Dana White's ass with these two fists right here. Boom, boom, and show everybody who should be the rightful president of the UFC. Whenever you want it, Dana, you come get these right here. And you say it right into the right <laughs> into the camera. That was you great. can cuss, you can say whatever you want, and go whatever time, anytime, anywhere, I'll kick your ass here, there, anywhere. Doesn't matter. Boom. And then you get your guys around and they start yelling, come on, Dana. That's that type a big of thing. Deal. And then you walk off. That's all you gotta do. Then it's a story. And then just yeah. and then, because he's a YouTube guy, whatever. Cut another one. Do another video. Hound him. Hound and him. all his YouTube videos get a million. They all get a million. I'll kick Every your old, video he puts yep, out. I'll kick your old ass, and then I'll take your dog from you. I'll kick your old ass, and then I'll take your wife from you. Either way, I'm going to kick your old ass. That's the way it's going to work. If you want something legitimate, go ahead. Go do it. Like I'm just using Dana White as an example. Who knows? 
you know, he could say, I'm going to kick Joe Rogan's ass up one side and down the other of Austin, Texas, right down the middle. It's going to be Austin City Limits right there in front of you. You can say whatever you want, mm-hmm. but cut something that you know. And, like, there's times where I see him, and it's like there's something there, and then it just peters out. I'm like, ah, he's out of stuff to say. Yeah, he, I agree with you. So You don't need to do two minutes. Do so 15 seconds. Here's, doesn't matter. Here's what bothered me about the arguments that I made and I'll tie this together, I promise, about Tim Tebow and tight end. I'm like, come on. We're making it sound like people are born. They come out of the womb as a tight end. No, you can learn tight end. Well, apparently he couldn't. Yeah. Okay, apparently he could not. Can you, at the age of 24, he's young. I know he's been in the public eye for a long time. Yeah. Jake Paul he's is He's younger young. than I realized. I thought he was like 30. I know. I swear to God. I'm I like, know. Oh, he's only 24. Can he get good he's at boxing? Can he get really good? Like, there, what would we do if he got good at this there's a lot and could of good. actually beat real boxers? You know what? Then I, I, honestly, if he if he went down, like, I, I'm serious. He could go, and I'm sure he could kick the hell out of the guy working at the Sam's Club. I'm sure he could go. Sure. I'm sure he can go down to Mr. Chicken and drag one of the guys out of there and feed him eight good ones and then leave him in his dust. I'm sure he can do that, just like he can come walking in here and kick the hell out of me. But if he became a good boxer and, like, actually legitimately knock people out, like, I'll give him that credit. I'll give him that credit. He doesn't need me to give him credit. I know that. He mm-hmm. certainly doesn't need my approval for anything. But if he's the subject, I'll talk about him. It's like, no, I, I, I think that these things are ridiculous. I think the Floyd Mayweather thing your brother did or whatever else happened did was also ridiculous. I can't believe how many people watch that. I think it's a waste of time and money. But Floyd, Floyd Mayweather, no matter what I want to say about that man – is a good businessman that draws a lot of eyes. Jake Paul has proven to be, and the Paul brothers have proven well, to be good businessmen who draw a lot of eyes. Floyd, Doesn't mean i got to respect it. Floyd, no doubt, is one of the best to ever do it. The people in that sport will say till the day they die that, yes, he's unbelievably good. He also absolutely cherry-picked opponents for 20 years. There are guys that could have beat him that he wouldn't go up against. <sighs> and But the, the whole point was that people didn't watch – to be entertained by Floyd. And some people were. Shoulder roll. I don't know. I got I got kind of bored watching him fight, to be honest. However. Oh, I thought, was, I thought all his fights were boring. Well, how, All of them. However, it was the percentage of people that wanted to see him get shut up once and for all. Mm-hmm. And how smart that Floyd loved that. Mm-hmm. And he didn't see that as disrespect. He realized, I can make money doing this and doing it in that way. I thought that let's was always the best part of the Floyd Mayweather experience. There's another part to it where, and this is where I, I, I don't get upset, but it's like, I know Floyd Mayweather has a lot of money. I am not impressed by that because I know that he has been charged and found guilty of or whatever, some bad things. Like some bad, bad stuff. I know he's done that. And so he's been accused of even worse. And so I'm just like, I don't. That doesn't get me. I don't, I don't stand in awe of that. But I give him credit as a business person. I give him credit as a, as a fighter. He is a legitimate boxer. Um, and he's able to draw a lot of eyes. If, if the Paul brothers were able to really knock people out, and I have no question that they, well, they take it seriously. No, they look like they're in great shape. I'm sure they do take it seriously. I never said they weren't athletes. I'm just saying I, I don't respect it. And I probably never will. I probably never will. So... That's where I stand on that. Do you see the Jar? I can't believe the NCAA is going to let Jar Smith golf. I'm really surprised. I what thought they'd find some way to have? stop. I know, but I thought they'd find some way to stop him from golfing. I, I just I have no faith in the because they can't ever have fun. 
Yeah, because I, I, I was asked, I was asked about. Oh, this. hold on, Owen. We've uh, Owen has. Oh, uh, it's time to here. cut it off. We have a special surprise for what you. What right is now. this? Oh, it's something that uh, we're brought to you by Extend Technologies. X T N D A V dot com. Uh, I absolutely what uh, think this is a moment for the podcast because Kenny, uh, we had an in depth conversation not too long ago about your trials and tribulations, your unbelievable experience on the sidelines for the Cleveland Browns. And so how fitting would it be to have on somebody who knows very well what you went through on Sunday, and that individual is someone that you have referenced before. It's someone that uh, I don't know if you would consider a mentor. I don't know if it's somebody that you would say you looked up to your whole life. Folks, Jim Donovan is not who we're talking to right now. <laughs> we are talking it? to Dirk Hembroff, the DJ on oh Mix 93.5 in Hancock, God. Michigan. The oh play-by-play voice for Michigan Tech hockey, folks. Dirk Hembroff is on the podcast. Oh, my God. Rocketing this- his career from the sidelines for the Browns, Kenny Carmen. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dirk, what a pleasure. What an honor. Ken has looked up to you for a long period of time. Uh, We didn't want to go back and find the actual audio, but Ken did say that (laughs) he has an encyclopedic understanding of announcers around the country. I I won't go that far. All right. (laughs) So I'll explain this. I'm hearing – okay, so I'm I'm really embarrassed. This is really – I'm really embarrassed. (laughs) All right. Dirk, how long have you been doing Michigan Tech hockey? Uh, full time. Uh, this is my twentieth year coming up, but I've uh, I've uh, substituted for the great uh, late Bob Olson for many years before that. So one day, uh, this has got to be very bizarre for you, and I, I I didn't even know you were coming on. I swear to God, I I thank you very much for giving us your time here. We ambushed Ken. I used to do I used to do Ashland University football and men's and women's basketball. I know, and. Uh, <laughs> Did they? They told you. Okay. Here, hold on, Ken. Before you go, I got a couple of clips from uh, your Ashton days. Hold on, one second. Let me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just okay. Kidding. God. I was like, what is going on here? So we were on a uh, we're on a trip up there for basketball, and it was actually during Winter Carnival. And I I thought the way that the it was during a bit of a rough season for Michigan Tech. I think you guys won like five games that year. Mm-hmm. But I went into the student center because there they had, gosh, they got the whole big gym. They got the, the men's and women's basketball floor. I, gotta, I know you know this, Dirk, but I got to explain it for everybody else. And then they got this great arena. And I go in there, and the stands are packed. And they got these people dressed up like farmers. Like they're wearing the overalls, and they're, they're yellow and, and, and black. That's their colors, gold and black. And they're playing the drums, and, people are, and they're playing hockey, and it's amazing. And they had it piped through. The entire thing. So we go there for shoot-around the day before. And so there's a hockey game going on, and you were on it, and you were great. And I go, this is great, because I don't know anything about hockey, Dirk, and I still don't know very much about hockey at all. So I I will turn on your games here in Cleveland ever since then, and I will piddle around in the wintertime and listen to you do Michigan Tech, Michigan Tech hockey games. He's not lying, Dirk. Wow, well, we attest. need to get you a girlfriend or something. <laughs> I have a wife and three kids. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. Uh, I have a wife and three kids. You are I, – I really do. I, I always reference when I talk about hockey guy because I, I always go, there's a guy in Michigan. His name's Dirk. He's in the UP, and he does Michigan Tech hockey, and he's absolutely fantastic. Wow. 
Well, much appreciated. Uh, congratulations on your sideline. I wish I had a chance to hear the clips, but uh, no. you know, I'm sure they were wonderful. Oh, don't, no, we have a chance, oh, Dirk. Don't play the bad one. Don't, don't play the, the sidelines no, with no, us today. No, 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 Welcome, no. Ken, to the Browns Radio Network. Guys, we thank you so much. Of course, for Clay, I thank you. Looking forward to this game, looking forward to this season. And You said work is up a sweat, and you're right. It's very <laughs> warm down here. I've already, I think I'm going to go through three shirts tonight. The things we're focusing on, not just the heat. It's going to be oh opportunity. It's going to be organization. Now, not a lot of starters going to be playing tonight. So opportunity is a big issue this afternoon. Guys getting something on tape. The other part, organization. Kevin Stefanski, very simply, he has a system. It's going to wait for no man, guys. Ken wow. is sweating. Stop. Were you taking Jesus. off your shirt while you were doing that? or? Oh, my God. Ken is sweating. He's so red-faced right now. That was one of the good ones, Dirk. That I, wasn't good. It I thought wasn't... that was well, – what was wrong with that? I thought that was actually really good. It was garbage. It was garbage. I, uh – I'm just shocked. I've never been. I've, I, Dirk, are you ashamed to now say that Ken modeled his career after yours? After no hearing more. that, no, he's not, he's in higher places than I am. That's for sure. So, well, hold on. Let me ask you this because I, I mean this sincerely. I because I told Lima the first time and he thought it was really stupid and he he thinks that I'm really weird for doing it. I will. I will piddle around the house and work on things in the winter because it's we don't get as much snow as they do in Houghton, Michigan, but we get a lot of snow here. And I'll do things and I'll just turn you on on you know, January and stuff like that. You've been doing it for 20 years. You're really, really good. Is Have there have you ever thought about, I don't want to say leaving or anything, is it just we're Houghton's home and you just want to stay there? What's it like? Uh, I love it here. I love, uh, I love the gig. And, uh, you know, if something, you know, if the wings ever knocked on the door or something, you certainly would have to think about that. But I don't, I really don't think, and I'm not a big city guy. You know, we're, we're very small up here. And, um, you know, I don't know. That, that's a great question. I've obviously been asked that question before. But um, I, I, you know, I, even like the thought of doing uh, this for any other college team, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I, you, you have to have your heart in it, right? And I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. So I, I love it. I love it. I don't know how many more years I'll be doing it, but um, uh, the people are great. The coaches are great, and even all the coaches that we've had have just been wonderful. And you're right. Yeah, even even in tough years back in the Michigan Tech days, it was uh, you know you'd have that Winter Carnival series, and you knew it was going to be packed. Now it's you know pretty much packed every night for Michigan Tech hockey, and just uh, it's, you know those those bib overalls are representations of. Uh, of the uh, mining tradition up here in, really? uh, in uh, the Houghton Hancock Calumet area. And, um, yeah, so that's uh, – just love, love the program, love the university. Dirk Hembroff joining us here on the had, show. Uh, this is such a treat. Had Ken actually have done the research when he was doing those games for his notes, he would have known all of that and known those references. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong too, but uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I never thought I did a half-assed job, but I still didn't do the best job. Gosh, because we, we used to do it – I got again, i got to explain for everybody, even though Dirk's like, yeah, I know. Uh, but I, uh, we used to go to Marquette, Michigan, where they had the dog sled races. Yep. And then we'd go up to Houghton. And I remember the, the theme of the Winter Carnival was like something called like the games we play. And like – because it's you're, – you're in engineering school, correct? Correct. They had Donkey Kong. It was the size of the front yard. And I mean like – 
the the one with the Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong was as as big as me. It was amazing. They had ski ball that went across the front yard. It was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life. And then I thought I saw him playing broom ball. That's what I learned what that was because we didn't play that at the University of Akron. Can you just tell everybody exactly what a what a pasty is? Because when I saw the word, I thought it was a little thing. I swear to God that strippers put on their nipples. And they go, no, this is this is a delicacy. This is a dish. And I looked it up, Dirk. It's like ninety dollars to send me a dozen pasties if I look because I looked it up from the UP down to Cleveland, Ohio. That's how much of a delicacy these things are to make sure they're shipped properly. Tell everybody what a pasty is. Well, a pasty, first of all, it, it, again going back to the mining tra- tradition, we are, we are in the copper country. Yes, here. and uh, so we have. You know, mining shafts all over the place, and that—that's how this area became the area. And Michigan Tech used to be the mining school, you know, and and all that stuff. So that was uh, the pasty was brought over from Europe and Finland, and and uh, and uh, Cornish pasties and all that stuff were brought over with the miners that that came over here, and um, the wives would make these very portable all-in-one meals for their husband miners that would be down um, underneath ground all day long every single day in the dark. And so these are basically uh, the traditional pasties, rutabaga, uh, potato, uh, meat, all surrounded by a crust, Mm -hmm. basically, is what it is. And now they make all kinds of pasties. You can have breakfast pasties and and, uh, you know, just about any, any well, kind. Dirk, but Dirk, now you're making Ken hungry, mm-hmm. and he's only had two breakfasts so far today. So now I'm a little nervous. Uh, what could be next? Uh, by the way, I applied for a job in Alpena, Michigan, uh, out of Syracuse, and I didn't get that job. What would I have been in store? What would I have been covering? What would have been the big events? Because I know people from Cleveland go up there, and they ride ATVs in the, in the summer, and then in the winter they've got their snowmobiles and everything, and they say it's beautiful, beautiful area. But what would I have been covering? Well, Alpena is in the uh, lower peninsula, so you're, you're looking at uh, about a seven-hour, six- to seven-hour drive at least to, from to where Marquette? we are. Oh, to where you are. No, he's in Houghton. He's, okay. uh, he's more towards uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, we're, we're about three-and-a-half hours away from uh, Green Bay, about six-and-a-half hours away from uh, the Twin Cities. And uh, we're, we're in the western part of the uh, UP in the little peninsula that sticks up into Lake Superior. We're right at the uh, base of that, so... It's really the 51st state, tone, or 52nd state out of D.C. Yeah. We'll and you were out. talking about snow. You know, we don't that you don't get as much snow as <laughs> we we get around uh, 300 inches of snow. So we are you get 300. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, we get it very regularly right around 300 inches of snow. And the reason is we have all the lake effect. We are sticking out in the middle of the biggest uh, freshwater lake in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we, you know, even half hour south of us gets tremendously less snow than we do because they're not sticking up in the middle of the so lake. So what does it take to actually get a hockey broadcast canceled? Have you missed one in your 20 years? Other than COVID. Uh, I have. The only, the only well, I mean, up here, obviously, complete power outage, but I don't remember that happening uh, yet uh, where we haven't been able to get back on. But it, people are very hardy up here. Very hardy up here, and um, all that is expected every year. The snow, the ice, the, the, the cold. We get it all. We get it all, And uh, but we have some of the best summers you will ever find anywhere. And uh, we have been in, you know, we just have been in the 80s for the last, uh, you know, two, three weeks, and uh, just 
the fact that we can get regularly in the 80s and then we can stay for seven months in the teens goes to show the uh, wide season variety we have up here. And I, I, we always end every single interview with this, uh, so I want to make sure to get this in. You can ask him the ten questions As, like James Lipton? Well, no, I, I, I went from Jake Paul to now Dirk Hembroff. Who did you vote for in the presidential election? Was it Joe Biden? He d- don't Was answer. You don't need Trump? to answer that. You don't need to answer that, Dirk. He's messing around. Um, <laughs> Dirk, before you go though, we do have to one more time let you hear one more clip. Don't oh yeah, back down go. to the steamy Brown sideline, and here's Ken Carmen. One of the things we're really paying attention to last year was that game against Las Vegas where Vegas just lined up and pounded away in that bad weather. They missed Andrew Billings. He's getting a chance today to get himself up to speed. Also with Andrew Billings, we're seeing a couple of opportunities for Jordan Elliott as well. A guy, a second year guy who Joe Woods really thinks that he can make a difference inside. All right, thanks, Ken. I think that's good. I had to take my headphones off, Dirk. I won't listen to them back. I won't, I'm sorry. Uh, what, uh, real quick, before we let you go. It, uh, God. Notice he didn't say anything about that one. He knew it was terrible. No, um, I, said, I said it was good. I must have, you guys must have had me down on the, oh, on the board. I'm sorry. It was really I'm good. So, I'm sorry. Um, what type of team What type of team are we going to have at, at Michigan Tech this year? Uh, the hockey team on paper looks really, really good. Uh, of course, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but the, the, the new CCHA has started. Uh, the WCHA is no more in the men's league. So it's, it's a lot of the teams from the WCHA have moved to form another league. And um, Wasn't yeah. Ohio State hockey in the CCHA at one point? Yes, they were. Yep. But so that the CCHA has not been around for a couple of years uh, since the whole um, Big Ten got hockey. And so a lot of those CCHA teams uh, came to the WCHA and now they're back to starting a different CCHA. And uh, yeah, Michigan Tech uh, on paper looks really good right now, but got to play the games. And we've got some great early games against Big Ten teams. We got to play down at at Wisconsin in the first uh, weekend of October. Oh, yeah. And then Notre Dame comes up here for a game and plays us in Northern Michigan. So um, we're excited. We're excited, and the coaching staff is excited too. Uh, All right. So how big of a deal is that? To the area, to the surrounding area. Pretty big deal, right? Hockey, oh, it, it's yeah. uh, people live and breathe it, yeah. So has there been a name, image, and likeness deal struck yet with one of the players? That's a great question. Uh, I, I, that's a good question. I don't believe so. I don't believe so. What are they doing up there? Come on, the local, what's what's the local car dealership? Come on. They yeah, gotta there's get a on. lot of them. There's a lot of them. No, I, I haven't heard anything yet. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, do, you, do you still play uh, uh, Lask Anchorage? No, so the uh, with the with the move out of the oh, wow. WCHA, the two two uh, Alaska teams and uh, Huntsville are not part of the new CCHA. How does Alaska Anchorage have the budget to be doing this? Oh, they don't. That's that. That's the problem. Uh, Whoops, it easy. Yeah, oh. yeah. That's been a struggle for them. Um, you know, it's been it, the whole COVID thing was tough for everybody, obviously, especially the smaller schools. And as you know, Division One hockey, um, grandfather, you know, all these Division Two schools like Michigan Tech. Uh, Minnesota Duluth, all that stuff uh, are, gra- are are grandfathered in. You don't have to be a Division One all sports school um, if you were already in. And so some of these smaller schools, it's tough. I mean, you're you're talking a lot of travel, yeah. and uh, and when you're not getting fans at the games for some of these schools, it, it makes it very tough on the administration to make some very uh, tough decisions. Well, so do you plan on traveling again with them this year? Or? Yeah, that's the plan. I did not. Good. Yeah, it was Good. tough last year. I love being on the bus with the team. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing better than than you know really getting to know the guys and you know being able to interview them at any time. Right, Love that. So I'm hoping that happens this year. Well, I honestly listen, man. Like, <laughs> I you might think that this is a come on and, and probably pretty stupid. Hopefully, you don't think it's it's a waste of your time. I really. I, I, you really do have a fan in Cleveland, man. You really, really do, and I will, uh, I will be tuning in coming up, uh, coming up in October. I swear to you. Thank you very much for joining us. Well, Ken, you do a great job. You're, uh, you're in higher places, as I mentioned, than I am. You have no idea how, how <laughs> dinky my little radio station is here, but uh, we appreciate it. And uh, Derek, people fall uh, ass backwards into success in this city. I've been watching it happen for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them. Trust me. I'm in no better position than you. I, 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 I am in your. I am really, really excited to talk to you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of you, Dirk. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. And honestly, when I first got the call and email on this, I thought I was getting punked. So I'm glad that, uh, of course, I still could be. I, we'll have to see what's on television tonight. <laughs> no, I, I, will be, I will be later on tomorrow morning because I know that this will be played for me and my reaction because uh, I'm pretty damn surprised over all this. Dirk, take care, buddy. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Dirk Hembroff. The voice of the Michigan Tech Huskies. I cannot believe you did this to me. I can't believe you did this to me. I really can't. I'm gritting ear to ear right now. I can't believe you did this to me. Uh, What was your reaction the first time I told you about that? Well, which time? You have mentioned him. Over the last five years, you've mentioned him plenty. I first told Lima when I was living in West Park. We we lived in a small bungalow. That counts for congratulations on all your success. Congratulations to Dirk Hembroff on all his success. (laughs) When you need a Dear Abby so you don't end up with a Dear John. Congratulations. 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 Congratulations on all your success. So I have had... uh, Anybody, I, I haven't really talked about this on the air very much. I uh, usually try to have a cigar a week. And I lived in West... And, and during the winter time, I really don't a lot because it gets like, you know, 10 below and I'm not going to smoke in the house. So, <clears throat> yeah, as I cough and clear my throat, uh, I'm not going to smoke in the house. So, there's, you know, I will go wide swaths of the year without smoking a cigar. But on like a uh, Saturday night or a Friday night, because this is back when Liz was working... Uh, Liz would be working. I'd be home alone. It'd just be me and Sam. And I, I lived in West Park, and we lived in a small bungalow on 144th. And I'd be there was a detached garage, and I go out in the garage, and I turn on. I had a little heater. My my parents got me, like a little space heater, and I turned on that heater in a tinderbox, and I would listen to Dirk Hembroff doing Michigan Tech Huskies game games while smoking a cigar and drinking. And that's what I and I would you know I'd have the lights on in there and I'd start piddling around on other stuff and get a little bit loaded and I'd listen to the whole game I swear to God, and it just became this little and you know with the kids like I probably listened to probably a dozen games last year, about but usually I usually I can listen to, almost the entire season and follow along and you end up wanting them to do well, because it's not regular Michigan it's UP it's up there it's a different state up there so. What was your reaction when I first admitted that to you that I'd do that? You thought it was pretty no, bizarre. No, I, I actually didn't because <laughs> we all dork it up in some way. I, I think in any in any business, in anything that you go into, yeah. there is an element of it, and we've all, we've all grown up listening. I was on the AM radio dial my entire life when that was a thing, when people actually used to listen to sports 
on AM radio. Mm-hmm. Can, can you even imagine that? Sports on AM radio. I, I was even, there. My radios don't even have AM anymore. I don't even know how to get to it. I can't even imagine working in that capacity on AM radio. That Anywho. Like a, anyway, so I used to listen to everywhere. MVP in Chicago was one of the big ones. Uh, the flamethrowers coming out of St. Louis. Uh, all over. I could pick up some Florida. I could pick up stuff from all over yeah. the country. And I always thought that was pretty cool. So you you remembered announcers that you would like, mm-hmm. and you'd keep track of them, and you didn't have the internet. So you didn't have a chance to just search. As I've gotten older, I have searched a ton of old radio hosts really? that I used to listen to, and there were a lot of, like, fledgling uh, sports talk radio national stations. And I'm like, whatever happened to the freak Johnny Renshaw? And I'll look him up, and I'll be like, oh, that's where he is. Wow. Okay. And I'll do that with a lot of the old hosts. I love play-by-play. Steve Chelesnik. I'm a student of it. I thought that was the STA guy. He was, but he was on Sports Overnight America oh, at wow. times filling in for Ron Barr. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, you're that way with ho- with like yeah. talk show hosts. Yes. I'm that way with play-by-play because mm-hmm. my first love – my first love, no offense to the show or the station or anything, my first love was play-by-play. By the I way, always... get me Johnny Renshaw, the freak. He would start rapping. He starts rapping his sports takes and oh freestyling, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it was bad, but it wasn't bad because he was really talented. You love doing that. It. See, I always thought the perfect existence was <laughs> – like, I loved Ashlyn. I loved it. I wanted to be like a little bit – I wanted to be like if I could be the voice of the Hawkeye someday. Like, that was the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if I was the voice of a Big Ten school, and it was like the 48th year, Ken Carmen and the Penn State Nittany Lions, like something like that. That was like a dream. And I always thought that that would be the cool thing. Do updates, whatever shows, and be the, be the local radio guy for whatever Big Ten, Big East, whatever college you could be. And then I, got, I, f- I fell bass backwards into this job, which mm-hmm. is a dream. And we'll talk about that next week because, you know, we're going to be celebrating 10 years. And, but still, that the, the itch is always going to be there because it hasn't been fully scratched. And I, I love play-by-play, and I love listening to certain people. I don't hate listening or anything like that. There's, some, there's been people who talk shows. I go, God, come on, this is dumb. But there's... I, I don't hate listen, and he was – I just – I happened to go in during a game while we were getting ready to do shoot-around, and they they had it on in the concourse. And I mean, they were great. He was great. And I just became a fan. I became a fan. And there's other guys – like, I don't I don't like Pittsburgh. I don't like the the Penguins. Mike Lang just retired. I was a mm-hmm. big fan of Mike Lang. Big, big was fan of Mike Was he the scratch Lang. my back with a hacksaw? He was scratch my uh, – Michael, Michael, motorcycle. And the only reason I Shaved my back with a rusty the razor. The only reason I knew that yeah. was ESPN would play his yeah. calls on yeah. SportsCenter. When they won the Stanley Cup, Lord Stanley, Lord Stanley, bring me the brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was – there's so many of them out there, and I just enjoy them. And I just think it's – I just think it's an idyllic kind of – Norman Rockwell existence, and I, gosh, I remember I, when I used to do Ashland games, I'd come home on a long road, I'd be driving from, like, Michigan, and I would tune into different stations and listen to them, and then I'd get home. That's all you I was had. such a nerd. It was right when it first started, I would go to the internet, and I would click on different websites of different teams, and they would have their live audio, and so I'd listen to, like, would Gary be, Dolphin. Or, would it be real audio? You remember real audio back I, in the, the day? The real player. The, the real, real player. player. Yeah, the real player. So I'd listen to them, and I, I, you know, that's when I first, that's when I first heard of Gene Deckerhoff. Mm-hmm. 
like I heard Gene Deckerhoff right when I started in college, and I was a big fan. I have no allegiance towards the Buccaneers. My dad kind of likes Florida State because he likes everything Florida, which is weird because so basically my family is nothing but Florida man. And uh, I love Gene Deckerhoff, and I got like I have a signed mini helmet from Florida State. My buddy Matt Dar got me because he's a, he's an alum of Florida State. He's a booster down there too. Great guy, and I can say it now because you know we have NIL, so we can give money <laughs> to anybody he wants to now. It's okay. And he got me an autograph, a Gene Deckerhoff, and I got that, and it's in my office and. Again, it goes back to Jim. I, I've been a big fan of Jim since before the first time I ever met him, and I'll be a big fan of Jim for the rest of my life. And I just love really good, folksy, not trying to be too over-the-top, play-by-play guys that just, gosh, they feel like – I think Jim Donovan can run for mayor of Cleveland tomorrow, and he'd win in a landslide. Like, I just – it's those guys I just Especially love. against this group of candidates – Oh, wait, I'm friends with one of them. Are you allowed to divulge that information? Yeah, I've said it. You can tell how nervous I got because I started breaking open this Pop-Tart and I wanted to eat it during the interview. That's how nervous I was. You went to your comfort food, I Pop-Tart. My, my play-by-play demo is on YouTube. I've watched it. It's pretty – I sound different from what yeah. I did then. Well, the octaves – I mean, you know what? Funny thing is 10 the, years from the now you're going to sound different. The weight on my throat yeah, makes my voice go low. I, I'm being dead honest. Uh, uh, 10 years from now – You'll go back and listen to today and go, oh boy, boy, we sounded different. Hopefully, I sound. Hopefully, I still sound better in ten years. You won't. It's all downhill. <sighs> I don't want to be that guy. You're gonna sound like Danny Glover. Can't even talk now. Everything's a whisper like this. Boy, I, I'll say like this. Bane. I know we gotta go, and From I know you're Batman. ready to go, and I know Owen's ready to go, and I think I got a podcast or I got a uh, spot I gotta do in three minutes. <laughs> I heard James Earl Jones mm-hmm. in the open of that Field of Dreams thing, and I go. We really need to take a minute and enjoy everything James Earl Jones has done in his life because he's about to go. I liked when he like was the that- Serpent King in uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. What was it? Help me out. What type of psycho are you? Stop it. Like, I just – I thought I'd go, man, James Earl's about Conan. to call it a, yeah. call it a life, and, and we really need to we really need to respect everything James, Earl's, James, Earl, James Earl Jones has done on this earth while he's been here. He's alive? This is great. Yes, he is alive. Glad you paid attention to the Field of Dreams game. That is fantastic. We don't need to do the lookup. I know James Earl Jones is still alive. No, I'm seeing today. that uh, Tannehill, like Vrabel, needs two negative tests within 48 hours or 10 days off. Na 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 na. <laughs> X T E N D A V dot com online first. You with the wonderful people with Extend Technologies. You're absolutely gonna love it. We're back tomorrow morning, six to ten. I'm sure we'll play snippets of this. We better because it was flatly embarrassing. For big country, for Jeff doesn't do anything on this podcast. Yeah. The hell with him. No, uh, for Andy Roth, who's fantastic. For Keith, who I imagine I want to give you and Keith and and Owen a ton of credit because you guys obviously arranged <laughs> that, and I thank you very much for doing so. That was awesome, surprising, but awesome. Uh, I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful day, my friends. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 